Hi, everybody. It's Mariam Goldberg, and today's Monday. I'm sorry if I'm a little late. Um, what I'd like to do today, Ratzashan, is speak a little bit about the Koch of Bitachon and the benefit of Bitachon. So yesterday we spoke about Emuna, and we said Emuna is being faithful. And we mentioned, just in one sentence, in a one-liner, that Bitachon is having that trust in Hashem. So we know that Chazal tell us, or in Tehillim it says, and Chazal tell us that the more that a person speaks emuna, the more it penetrates into the heart. Rav Chaim Shmulevitz in Sichas Musar says that he was makabel from his Rabbanim, that when you speak about emuna and bitachon, it has to be dvarim pshutim. It has to be very, very simple words, simple understandings, because really we're trying to penetrate the heart. We're not trying to go into the intellect and discuss intellectual matters, but we're really going into uh, the emotions that a person has. Rav Gamliel Rabbanovitz says in Tiv Haimuna, he quotes uh, Yirmiyahu Hanavi, and he says as follows, Shotetu b'chutzos Yerushalayim, ur'una ud'u uvakshu b'rachovosea, im timtu ish, Meaning what Yermiel Hanavi is telling us is that one should walk around Yerushalayim, and this was, don't forget, the time right before the Chorban, where the Kaisal was already hearing the warnings and seeing the signals of the imminent Chorban. And Yermiel Hanavi is telling us is telling Kaisal for generations that if there is one Vaka Shemuna, Ish, one person who is Mavakish Amuna, then Hashem would actually send a Slichal Mechiba, Hashem would forgive an entire city. And he says over there, Makoho shall Adam Echad Bal Amuna. So this is the Koach of one person who has Amuna, Shehola Til Bishuto Eskola Ir. So he could actually save an entire city. The Arizal says, that when a person has emunah and bitachon, he could actually turn a din into a chesed. And we know this concept, we know this idea from the gamzu uh, litova that we say, or Rabbi Akiva, Koma David, Rachman al-Tavavid, which hopefully we'll get to um, within the next few days. But this is the koach of emunah and bitachon. So Rav Chaim Shmulevitz brings down a story from the Gemara um, about a man and a woman who were engaged. They were actually, the Gemara uses the word me'urasin, which is more than just an engagement. It's an irusin, which is a firm commitment. And they committed to each other. But there were no witnesses around. And they wanted some sort of a proof that they were going to get married and that they were being committed to each other. So they looked around, and they found a cholda, a weasel, and a boar, a pit right there. And they both agreed that those would be the two witnesses. After many, many days or maybe even months, the man totally forgot about his commitment and decided to marry another woman. After a few years, he had two children in this new marriage, and he forgot about the previous woman. One of the children ended up passing away by falling into a pit, and the other one was bitten by a weasel, by a cholda. And the Gemara over there says as follows, that the cholda and the boar don't actually have any intrinsic koach to cause someone to die, but it was really the imuna that they had, that they gave these objects, amuna, or this 
weasel. They gave emuna. They put their trust in them as a witness, and that was that was actually enough koach to carry out their um, commitment to each other, or rather the opposite. And therefore, that's what actually caused the downfall. And then the Gemara over there says, meaning when a person puts their trust even in something, that in and of itself has a koach to carry through, has a koach to carry out something. So we see that when we trust in someone or in something, it gives it that intrinsic koach. And when we put our trust in Hashem, it gives Hashem kivyachol. It says tnu oz lelokim. So, how do we give koach kivyachol takadish baruch hu? When we put our trust in Hashem, that kivyachol gives Hashem that koach to be carrying through for us. So, looking at the definition of bitachon, because many times it's really misused. But the example that I like giving, or an analogy, is if we remember when we were little kids, we used to play this game where we'd close our eyes and our friends would stand behind us. And they would say to us, if you really trust me, fall backwards into our arms and don't open your eyes. And you really needed a lot of trust, a lot of bitachon in your friends. If you weren't trusting your friends, you definitely didn't close your eyes or you definitely didn't fall back into their arms. And really, I like that analogy because I think that it gives us a glimpse into what Hashem is requiring of us. As many times we're really closing our eyes. It's very dark and we don't know exactly how things are going to carry through or how things are going to pan out. And unlike what Hashem is saying to us, just trust me, close your eyes and kivyachol, fall back into my arms. So the Mikhtar Miliyahu gives a definition of bitachon from the Maharal. He brings down the Maharal. And he says as follows, and we know this pasuk from Tehillim: "Tachal Hashem v'chol livyacha ve'albinas ha'alti shayin ha'adam yasim b'tchono boyis barach b'tachon gamor amashu tarech." He says that a person should put his b'tachon in Hashem for what he needs. Ve'al yishayin albinaso bilvad, meaning a person should not be relying on their seicha, on their intellect. Rak yiftach v'Hashem shuyoti machshavto asher chafetz lasos el ha'poal. Meaning, a person should have that bitachon that Hashem will carry out, will will make come to fruition, whatever it is that he needs, his machshava. Because when a person has bitachon, meaning Hashem will carry through with this person's bakasha. And the Michal Miao and over there, that when we say shuhut sarech, it's or our chayfet is really hadavar shuhut tzarich, meaning when a person needs something, he um, is able to have this bitachon in Hashem that Hashem will carry through for him. And we asked the Rav many years ago, what is a person's bitachon in any given situation? Meaning, is a bitachon that whatever I, th- I want or whatever I think that I want is what Hashem is actually going to carry out? And the Rav said that Hashem gave us intellect. Hashem gave us a seicha in order to think through a situation. And once I've thought through that situation and I've come to a certain conclusion that that outcome, that specific outcome is actually good for me and you really have to be honest with, with yourself in that situation, then yes, a person is entitled to have that bitachot that that will actually come to fruition, that Hashem will carry that out. Now what happens if at the end of the day that outcome that I wanted didn't end up happening? 
So that's when a person's humility kicks in, and that's when we say to ourselves, well, Kanira, I really didn't know what was best for me. I must have erred in my thought process, in my understanding of the situation. But lechatchila, Hashem gave us a secha, and He wants us to use that secha, and He wants us to have that bitachon in order for us to then turn to Hashem and to ask Hashem to carry that out. So the Rashi that I love quoting is the Rashi from Breshis about Adam Harishon. And it says that Hashem didn't send the Gshamim until Adam Harishon came into the world. And we could think to ourselves that Hashem could have brought Adam Harishon into a perfect world, and He could have saved Adam Harishon, He could have spared Adam Harishon that need or that lacking in Teva to then need to actually daven for rain. But Lamaisa, this, I think, this Rashi really gives us a glimpse into this avoda of tefillah and this avoda of bitachon, because tefillah really is a manifestation of a person's bitachon. And Rashi over there says so beautifully that Hashem didn't make it rain because he wanted Adam Harishon to come into this world to identify a lacking in the world and then to dive into Hashem for it to rain. Now, if you think about it, Hashem, uh, Adam Harishon could have said, well, it's not raining, then I guess Gamzula Tova. I guess that, that, that's really the best. That's the best situation. But no, he used his intellect. He realized that there was a chisaron, and that's exactly when he davened. So I think that that gives us a little bit of a glimpse into the understanding of a lacking in Teva, because the reason that Hashem gives us a chisaron in Teva is in order to then identify it and in order to then dive into Him. So that's as far as uh, that bitachon. So how do we actually come to that feeling of bitachon, that trust in Hashem, that feeling that it's only Hashem, and that he's going to carry through whatever is best for me, or once I use my intellect, right, and I've come to the conclusion that something is best for me, that's what he's going to carry through. So if we look at Parshas Chai Sarah, and this is also one of my favorite words, really. So the first Pasuk in Parshas Chai Sarah is, Ayu Chai Sarah, Mea Shana, Ve'esrim Shana, Ve'shava Shanim, Shnei Chai Sarah. And Rashi there says so beautifully on the word Shnei Chaye Sarah, he says three words, Kulam Shavim Latova. Now if we think about this, Sari Menu's life was filled with Nisyonus, filled with challenges, starting from standing up against an entire world, an idol worshiper world, including their families, literally, and being on one, one side. That's why Avram Avinu was called Avraham Ha'ivri, because he was on one side, and the entire world was on the other side. And then being commanded Lech Lecha, so that's leaving your comfort zone of your family, your home, your, your familiar surroundings, and leaving to a country, which actually was an unknown country to them, and then upon their arrival to this new country, they discovered a famine. So not only were they not able to settle in and settle down in this new country, they again had to be the wandering Jews and leave to Mitzrayim. And then in Mitzrayim, Sarimin was abducted by Paro. And afterwards he was abducted by Avimelech, not to mention that Avram and Sarah waited 90 years for children. And Baruch Hashem, then they had Yitzchak Avinu. 
And then with Akeda, the Nisan HaAkeda, the Satan showed her the entire picture, the entire story, and that's when it says, Parcha Nishmasa, and she died. But what Rashi is revealing to us over here is an amazing avoda that Sarah Yemenu worked on, I'm sure, her entire life, which is Kulam Shavim Latova, meaning every single day in her life was lived to its fullest, and not only that, was enjoyed to its fullest and was tov, was ultimately good. And it's it's so hard for us to comprehend. We really cannot comprehend the Avos and We can't comprehend the level that they were on. It's beyond our understanding, beyond our comprehension. But we know Maisa Avosim and Lubanim. So we know that if the Torah is telling us this, that Kanire, it's a big, big limud for generations to come. And what is the Torah revealing to us over here? The Torah is revealing to us that Sarah Imenu always felt that she was in Hashem's hands. And Lamaisa, David HaMelech tells us this in Tehillim. And David HaMelech says, Kagamul Alei Imo. So what's a gamul? A gamul is an infant. So imagine a mother who's carrying her infant, and she's running errands, and she might be in the supermarket, and then afterwards she's in the park, and maybe she's running to the hospital, and then she comes back home, and in the evening she's in a simchol, and whatever it may be, or she's on a plane. If we were Kivyachol to ask this infant, where were you today? What would the infant, if the infant could speak, what would the infant say? The infant would say, I was in my mother's arms. That's what would, the infant would say. The infant couldn't care less whether they were in this location or in that location. Why? Because the infant felt that secure feeling in their mother's arms. And that's exactly, I think, what David HaMelech is telling us in Tehillim. is Kagamol Alei Imo. And that was Sarah Imenu's life. is Kulam Shavim Latova. When a person feels that they're always in Hashem's hands, but my set really doesn't make a difference where they are physically or where they are, what they're going through, whatever it may be. If we're feeling that we're really in Hashem's hands, then that's our avoda. And then we could really say that kulam shavim latova, that everything is equally good. Because otherwise, how do you understand that? It's too hard to understand. How could it be that when she was abducted by Avimelech, that was equal to after she had Yitzchak Avino? And it says, there was, there was a big mishta, the simcha, so it almost, it doesn't make sense. It's like contradictory. But this is really, I think, the secret to Sari Menu's life. And... Actually, once I, I really delved into this Rashi, and Hashem gave me this understanding, ever since when I go to Maras Machpelah, I really feel, I feel differently, feel differently when I dive in by Sarimenu's uh, Tzion, by Sarimenu's Kever over there, because that's really what we're trying to tap into. She was the first of the Himos, and it's a Maisa Avosim on the Banim. She paved this amazing path for generations to come, that really it doesn't make a difference where you are, and what you're going through and whatever it may be. And really this is what I try to tap into. Whatever it is, whatever I'm going through, whatever situation I'm in, I imagine myself like that infant in the in their mother's arms and just observe that picture and make like a mental note of that picture in your mind. And that's really the Kulam Shavim Latova. So I'd say for today's Avoda, and I'm so sorry that it's already towards the end of the day, but we still have quite a few hours left and quite a few, hopefully, Merit Hashem, 
different um, different situations which we're going to be going through. And I think that this could really be our avoda for today and, and for always, is this kulam shavim latova kagamul aleimo, is to really try to attain that, that it doesn't matter where you are and what you're going through, just feel that whatever situation you're in, you're actually in Hashem's hands and that Hashem is guiding you and that you're you're trusting Him and that trust is really stemming from the fact that you feel that you're in His arms. And this is just really the tip of the iceberg because Cholos HaLavavos goes into the seven qualities of the, the one in whom you trust. Those seven qualities need to be worked on. But um, this is just something to really be able to latch onto, to tap into in order for us to feel that confidence and calmness in um, in our trust in Hashem. So again, my phone number, if anyone would like to contact me, is 054-846-1101. Thank you. Have a good day.